Welcome to the American Made and Paid Show, the home of free speech and independent thought. The big story is freedom of speech is really in trouble. The far left knows that at any time they can call for a sponsor boycott of anyone they despise. It is right here, right now, where you'll get your weekly dose of unfiltered truth. It's non-negotiable. Pre-existing conditions will be protected. This president has said this as a candidate. Insight. Very few people I know could have handled it. We can never, ever let this happen to another president again. An information that challenges the American way of life. Welcome, everybody, to the American Maiden Page Show. Zach here, got Professor Dreg with me. Thank you guys for your kind words for listening to the show. Haven't posted on YouTube in a while. For those of you who've been listening, please don't forget to leave us an iTunes review and be sure to share this with five of your friends who you think will get some value out of it. We definitely try to do our best when it comes to providing you with independent thought, a little bit of a original commentary, which is what I would say. But to address a couple of things that have been going on, let's talk a little bit more about 2020 Democrat candidates and the people that Trump will be up against with. Well, I suppose it'll be one person. But I'm looking over here at some of these news articles. Breitbart has compiled some pretty crazy, insanely proposals that a lot of these Democrats are pushing. And I want to get your take on it, Professor Dreg, today. Obviously, the big heavy hitters here are people like Kamala Harris and Joe Biden, Elizabeth Warren. That's probably who it's going to boil down to, if anything. Tulsi Gabbard, if she's lucky, but she's too moderate. So let's talk a little bit about some of the craziness, right, that have actually been pushed forward. And these are actual policies, proposals that they feel are going to be aspects that they want to impose on Americans here. You know, you're not going to see a lot of UBI. You're not going to see much of that simply because that's Andrew Yang's uh, running motto here, and he's not even given a platform, so which is unfortunate. <laughs> but um, one, of the, the couple, the, one of the first two things here, right, is gun control. Now, why is this important? Well, the first thing I want to say, and then I'll let you carry on here, is gun control is usually the first thing that a government does federally, right, to disarm its people. We've talked about this because they these progressives want to get you to not value your own life. And we need to not think about all the little, you know, ins and outs about, ah, oh, well, this gun can't hold more than 15 bullets or it can't be an automatic weapon. It doesn't matter, right? That's just the manufacturing feature of different firearms. The point here is they want to confiscate and ban all your guns because they no longer value your life and they don't believe that you should have the right well, to protect yourself. And, and it really goes down, it boils down to why is there a second amendment? What is the root cause? And, see, and, and it's interesting because I honestly, okay, so I'm going to be just straight up. I have no idea what the candidates are proposing because it's really irrelevant. Right. Uh, these politicians say what they're going to say. They're going to break every promise. Um, and, and that's just a reality. Uh, um, and people might say like, oh, that's a cheap out or whatever but i'm a realist i already know without a doubt these democrats and even republicans they literally have nothing to offer to anybody which is why trump is a real enigma and man like i don't know like i still don't get how he was like i understand how he was elected i predicted it myself uh, i wanted him to win but when you see what he's doing it's just amazing what he's doing. And, um, you know, Trump has even got the liberal judges on his side right now. Because, you know, like, um, if you know anything about the law or, or anything else, and, and you got a lot of people saying, uh, like Marco Levin or whoever, a lot of people say, oh, the, you know, if you're on the right, you're going to say, oh, all of these liberal judges on the Ninth Circuit, you know, they're horrible people. They're Obama appointees. And then if you're on the left, like, oh, oh look at all of these. Trump has, has put 150 
federal judges onto the bench, and that's we have to uh, check that, that 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 what's going on that they're all going to be uh, mm-hmm. hardcore conservatives. But here's the truth: because of Trump, every like all of these judges are now really evaluating because look what remember do you remember that case what happened in the stanford swimmer no you want to evaluate a bit on that for our listeners okay so at stanford some athlete was accused of date rape oh okay uh, oh oh, oh, brock brock what's his face this was a while back though yeah Yeah, okay so what's his face um brock swimmer okay well brock turner brock turner the people versus brock turner yes i remember this case very well okay so yeah this was big news back in the day yeah yeah, so the judge only gave him about a year and that's totally legal because that's what probation wanted that's what the police officers wanted everybody recommended one year that's what they so the judge did what the what the what the people recommended right Follow the next election cycle. Uh huh. He was that judge was recalled. And so anyway. Well, so what's the significance of of uh, this as it pertains to the liberal judges that have been appointed by Trump? Oh, not not, not, not per, uh, conservative. So here's the thing: even the liberal judges who have been in power for a long time even they are starting to recognize the brilliance of Trump and how Trump is actually correct. And a lot of these judges who are liberal quote unquote, or appointed by liberal people were like, you know what, this is out of control. All of these policies, everybody, you know, hating on one another, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And uh, nobody understands the third branch of government. Everybody's quick to announce that Trump is illegal or this and that, but they have no understanding. So to, to watch these judges come out and say that they're impartial, they are a separate branch of government, it's all because of Trump. So I really haven't been paying attention to anything these Democrats are saying because they're just politicians, all of them. Do they even know how the process, I'm sure they know how government works, how the process works, you know, especially, no, I, I, well, I don't know if you've got people like, yeah, yeah. And look at Tlaib, right? Impeach him. It doesn't work that way. No, but okay. So you know what happened at the border, uh, recently right aoc just got back from the border and yeah Texas. i saw that but you know it's aoc so how seriously can you take it well no i mean she made serious allegations against the cops yeah i heard the, about that yeah. saying the cops were leering at her and all this other crap and but, I, okay look at you're if you're a liberal you solely if you're a man you look at a woman at sexual assault right there's 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 no standard here I, i've almost given up on some of these liberals well just, like, but the sad thing is there is this website yeah i don't know if you heard about that this website where all the cops were posting pictures of the dead people laughing at the dead people saying that uh no i haven't visited this website (laughs) no 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 no. i don't know if you heard about it so and the thing is this website could be totally faked and they could be pretending to be you know the border people the border crossing so you had so i do know this beto o'rourke was in mexico (laughs) i don't know if you heard of this but he was literally campaigning in the city of Juarez in yeah. Mexico. And, you know, and I'm thinking, what presidential candidate literally goes to another country to campaign? That's what, that's what he was doing, though. That sounds very, very illegal, soliciting votes from Mexicans. How can that even work? That doesn't work. No, he was meeting with all the people who were denied access to the United States. Oh, no. That's why he had a Spanish spiel in the Democrat debates. Yeah, no, but see, but that's my point. That's why I honestly... Because I'll be honest, I don't know what he said in Spanish. So I'm like, what's he saying? Somebody get a translator. And nobody, (laughs) none of the moderators were like, "Uh, English, please. You're in America. It's like... And then Cory Booker followed behind him. But still... Yeah, speaking in Spanish and that... Oh, man, I'm telling you now. But see, but that's my point. So like... If you know specific things that people are promising, I'll comment on it. But like, from what I know, I just know a cursory that everybody's kowtowing 
to uh, AOC and her stupidity. Because, dude, like, we all know she did not see anything. She said that a policeman told this one Mexican chick to drink out of the toilet water. Oh, shit. You know, things like, she said she witnessed that. I'm like, that's bullshit. She did not <laughs> witness that. If she did, she would. She could have called anybody. But she just went on Twitter, did it. Why didn't she call in a judge? Well, Because she has some power being a congressman. Why didn't yeah. she call the local sheriff? You know what I mean? It's like there was so many things she could have done, but she didn't, which is why I call bullshit. Because if, if you see a police officer abusing power, then you have authority like AOC. You have an obligation to report that. You just don't go on Twitter and go to the media. Oh, what is, what's the media going to do? Nothing. So, yeah, she was full of shit. I mean, I hate to excuse my language, but that's my point. Every single policy, like, okay, here's the other thing. Beto O'Rourke, like, because, you know, I understand Spanish a little bit. You know what he was saying? In Spanish, he was saying that the migration to the United States is because of global warming. <laughs> dude, I am not, dude, I could be a little off, but I'm almost positive, 100% positive, almost 100. I'm like 99% positive. He said that they deserve asylum because climate change is the reason why they're migrating here and we caused it. And I'm thinking just everything he was saying to these people in Waters, like you have to go back. And, well, I guess you can't get transcripts, but uh, man, like <laughs> global no, warming like, is causing these people to migrate. Dude, but that's insane. But, but that's my point. Beto O'Rourke, who is a candidate, and I believe he's at like a 2% or something like that. So, but the reason why he's talking crazy is because AOC is talking crazy. He needs to boost his rating so he can get more money, raise more money. Um, and that's the way to do it is by using... Crazy. If AOC, you know, dubs you a knight because she believes she's the queen of, of, of the Bronx... So Queen if she of the Bronx, <laughs> that's what she believes. So she gets, if she gets knighted. If, if uh, Beto O'Rourke gets knighted by, by AOC, then he's going to get money. So if AOC I mean, Queen of the Bronx, this girl is not even ghetto. Dude, I know. <laughs> it's insane. Like she can't even pretend to like, I try to pretend to be like, I do a better job pretending to be, like yeah. you know cultured versus her trying to be ghetto it's insane like you know because she's she's like cultured she, she comes from like a, a well-to-do area you know she was she went to whatever school she went to out in you know new england boston so, university studied yeah. economics but she's a communist so well not but but the point is she's a well-cultured well-rounded young lady it's just the truth She's not ghetto at all. And every ghetto dude knows she ain't ghetto. But anyway, a long story short, everybody needs her blessing to get the media attention and to get, you know, and that's, this is what it's all about. These debates, this is all about raising money. Kamala Harris, they said she raised like $2 million in one night after she went after, um, that dude joe biden so anyway going back to my points aoc really is controlling everything because she controls how people get money i mean she is i mean you know pelosi just doesn't have what it takes anymore um i mean even Kamala pelosi Harris. even pelosi but, thinks she's a little out just well, of course, no, because everybody knows it can't be done. But here's the problem. Let's look at Kamala Harris. Can Kamala Harris really win? And the answer is no, because Trump will destroy her. Trump, you know, you, you, I don't know. You remember that Kamala Harris used to be the, the, the DA of San Francisco. Yeah, yeah, of course. Appointed so, by Willie Brown, yeah, her boyfriend. So but all of the, okay, so while she was DA, she never prosecuted any illegal immigrants who were gang members. 
Dude, how many people? She, but she prosecuted black people. Isn't that? Yeah, an interesting no, thing? but that's my no. But see, but that's my point. You know, see, remember? I'm glad you brought that up because I knew this was gonna come up, right? Like that's the that's okay. So that's why for people who are listening and watch the debates, that's why that whole concept of busing comes up. Mm-hmm. That's why. No, but it's true. But it's interesting how they how do they make this consistent? Because if I were in her shoes, I'm like, I don't even know how I can run on this bid as a minority and mm. expect to get Oakland's vote when you're a and, and here's the thing I'm just gonna be real people people there they don't like prosecutors they don't like people that put black people in prison they just don't like whether they can think for themselves or not they just don't like it. Well but it's it's even worse than that. Kamala Harris let this cop oh man like this still haunts me. Because I, you know, like, and I told you, I don't like to see death. I don't like to see, um, sure. It's just gross. But one, Don Lemon said that Kamala Harris isn't African American because she's Jamaican. And because she's Jamaican, she didn't have the same experience as African Americans. And that's pretty much true. And I keep saying that. The only people who deserve reparations are African-Americans, not Africans from Nigeria or Jamaica because... Yeah, no, no. And and Jamaicans, like, that's different. Like, yeah, you lived in New York and all that, but you came over... Everybody loves Jamaicans. Everybody, everybody. And here to to, to add some fuel on the fire, even though it's a little bit separate, her family members own slaves. Yeah, <laughs> but it's that's true. just something that's not going to leave. So if you're all for the whole ADOS movement, like this is you're not your girl. This is not someone you're going to get. No, um, that's the truth. They, and that's why it's funny. Like every dude, what you said is so spot on, true and funny. It's not even. It, it, I mean, in theory, it shouldn't be funny, but you got to laugh. You got to laugh. But let's go back to to why she can't be uh, hired as the candidate or, or nominated as they say. Okay. So if you look at her track record as DA in San Francisco, there is no excuse in how she let all of those gang members who were literally killing people in the streets of San Francisco off. She let them go. They didn't get the death sentence or anything like that. Uh, But on the other hand, this cop who shot, uh, some black guy and uh, just shot him in, in the streets and people were trying to help him because he was bleeding. Mm-hmm. And then the cop goes, no, 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 don't move him. Don't move. Don't, don't give him any aid or anything that you could hear that cop on the videotape saying, don't give him aid. And he bled out before the EMTs even got there. And uh, why? You know, I, God, I don't even know, but Did you let the guy die. Well, I mean, cause do you like, it's because what are you going to do? The cop has his gun out. And if you're trying to help somebody, it's insane. But the guy, and he was like, I'm not going to do, I just need help. And then he was just bleeding out and just, he bled out in the streets of San Francisco. And uh, Kamala Harris did not do anything. She didn't prosecute this cop. She didn't nothing. And that's the thing. It's like, Oh God. Cause I hate to, to speak about death and things like this, but you know, because you hate to break down somebody's uh, killing into like legal terms, but you have to. But once somebody's been fatally wounded, ex- there's something called exigent circumstances. Exigent circumstances is when a police officer's life's, you know, when can a police officer say, fuck it to the Constitution? There's four reasons. One, to preserve evidence. Two, if somebody poses a threat to that person's life. Uh, three, for the public welfare. Like if, if this guy has a hostage, you know, situation or, you know what I mean? If, if somebody else's life's threatened. And the last one is if uh, they're trying to escape, you know, so you could chase them down, shoot them or whatever. But this guy was already on the floor handcuffed and he was just bleeding out and, and, and Man, oh man, like you have to be of a certain type of mentality to just let some guy just bleed to death. 
You know what I mean? Just like the, you know, like that, you know, and we kind of got into that Navy SEAL thing in Afghanistan, that the 12 year old boy that got stabbed. And, but it turned out the doctor just choked him out, like choked him to death. <laughs> and that's what killed him, the asphyxiation, not the stabbing. Uh, but I'm telling you, war and being exposed to violence does something to your mind. It, it's part of that carnal mind spoken about in the Bible where it says God has no dominion over the carnal mind. Violence is part of carnal lust or whatever. It just is. People don't see it, but it really is. It is. It is. We spoke about this. And I think that that I was just listening to something about how we have uh, changed a little bit of the definition of protecting oneself with protecting one's own like pride. Right. And yeah. I think that that's what gets conflated with violence because some people think violence resorting to that is defending your family or defending your own honor, but they're both wrong. You see what I mean? And I think that that's the disconnect there, but I'm glad that we're bringing this up about some of these candidates. Another thing is obviously slavery reparations, right? Which <laughs> Kamala Harris and Klobuchar and Gillibrand and Buta Butt Judge. I'm going to call him Butt Judge. Yeah, Butt Judge. Right that's a good one. Because it's true. You know, Butt Judging. <laughs> I mean, I know that sounds a little mean, but it, it's true, though. You're taking it in the butt. Anyways, all support American. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. <laughs> our show, I can say things like that. Free speech. How do, you, how, do you, how do you preserve our constitutional amendment while you exercise it? Anyways, all of them have to support. They all support American taxpayers, regardless of fault, to pay slavery reparations, what they've estimated to be between nine and 17 trillion dollars trillion yeah. mind you not billion trillion dollars that's half of what the national debt or a little bit less i don't know that and that's for slavery that's not for jim crow which is we've no, talked see, about they have no idea what they're talking about and that's what sucks and then here's another thing speaking of payments now we are because okay so this is a point i need to drive home right now People who are not responsible for slavery pay for slavery. But the people responsible for deciding on student loans, getting themselves in the debt, now we have to pay for them. See, isn't that funny how they say, oh, all you guys are responsible for, you know, reparations for slavery, so pay for it. And then for the people that are actually responsible, that are still alive for something like student loan debt, something 1.5 trillion, guess what? <laughs> American taxpayers got to pay for that too. How stupid are you people? That's literally, those are two things that are presented side by side. Hey, no one alive today is responsible. Okay, y'all got to pay. Hey, all these people are responsible for their student loans, but uh, let's just wipe them out with your taxpayer money. And we federally insure these loans, which is what's so stupid about it. No, and, and that's, that's the truth. I mean, seriously, that is so true that people don't realize how true but, but see, that is. you don't even have to like, support Democrats to look at this and realize how silly it is. Like, if you just told any person with common sense, hey, guess what? They're going to take your money for something you didn't do, but guess what? They're also going to take, take money from you to basically atone for other people's poor decision-making. <laughs> and that's what sucks. Yeah. Because here's the thing. I honestly believe in reparations. But I believe in reparations in exchange for getting rid of the entire system of social services. I mean, you hate to say this, but I, we have to stop Medi-Cal and Social Security. We have to stop those programs. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So, you know, but the only way to do it honestly and to do it justly is to make sure that we, because like Donald Trump, oh man, like, this was yesterday on Tucker, Tucker Carlson and uh, Donald Trump went off on San Francisco and how dirty it was because <laughs> Trump owns, you know, Dude, people don't realize Trump owns 555 California street. Uh, Transamerica really, building? Transamerica yeah. tower. Yeah. He yeah. owns it. 
That's right. I forget. That's one of his problems. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really want to say the name because I don't want people going over trying to trash it. But well, the Trans America building is basically that everyone knows it. It's that giant pizza shaped building. So yeah, well, yeah. So by like to say just five 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 California because then people <laughs> are all like, "What? What's uh, some some address?" You know. But yeah, everybody knows that that one. But anyway, so he owns that building. So on Tucker Carlson, and this is why Kamala Harris will not win because like my. Look, who's going to win it? It's going to be between Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders. Those Not even the- Biden? Oh, well, Biden, I think his... Okay, so after those debates, his polling numbers took a deep dive. Yeah, well, not just that, but, but the reason why I knew Joe... Even though he's still leading, Joe Biden will not win because the Democrats just don't like him. The media doesn't like him. That's why they're going after him with those stupid women oh he hugged me wrong what it was just a freaking hug he he did like i will admit he did some creepy stuff like the way he would like sniff little i mean i get it it's like an old grandpa type but you know it it seems a little borderline inappropriate that's all i'm gonna say (laughs) no no but 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 the bottom line (laughs) is this that it happened decades ago and, and like the people complaining about him like trying to do the me too thing on joe biden it's a bunch of hogwash, but but because of that, he's not going to win. It's either going to be Elizabeth Warren or or that other crazy dude, Bernie Sanders. Okay, so speaking of Bernie and Elizabeth Warren, let's talk a little bit about their two big advocacies here, which is not just from what we talked about, but also student loan forgiveness, right? That's what's basically taxpayer-insured. We cover it. People need to understand that, and this is not even just from politics, right? You can listen to financial advisors. You can listen to people like Dave Ramsey who say like, no, no, don't rely on debt consolidation. It's all a scam. You know why? Number one, you have to follow the process exactly where you got to consolidate your loans first. And I know this. I don't have student loans, but I know this for people who are doing I'm like, dude, it's not a good idea. You consolidate them first. And then what you do is you obviously follow a federal loan forgiveness program or a repayment program. But here's the deal. You got to be so consistent with it for five or 10 years or however long, right? And the deal is this. If anything goes wrong, any you miss a payment, whatever, it completely voids it. And furthermore, there's no guarantee that with new legislation, it's going to stay that way. And and this is not not even from from Republicans or conservatives. Like, Democrats change things all the time. Mm. I mean, how stupid would it be if you think you're 30 years old right now, you got 100K in student loan debt, and you do the student loan forgiveness program for 10 years. You're going to wait 10 years when you could pay off that debt probably in two or three if you work your butt off like Dave Ramsey shows you or whatever. But here's the thing. It's more socialism. It's more dependence on the government. It's like, ah, I ain't got to pay my loans, you know. And other people are already paying it for me. All that, all that interest is being paid for and federally insured by taxpayer money. It's, it's, it's like people who have made those mistakes, people like even Ocasio-Cortez and, and Buttigieg have said, oh, yeah, all for we're $100,000 in student loan debt, but, you know, we want it forgiven. We want it erased no, as the, though it never happened. Like, but the real question is who in the hell <clears> – <throat> spends that kind of money going to school most people i know a lot i mean you obviously are not for it but like a lot of people are conned into it you know it's they think that's the only way to succeed college student college if you're getting if you have to go to become a doctor i get it right you you know i I get (laughs) it i'm still confused by dude like i like i hear what you're saying but i'm thinking i have no mercy for those types of idiots Come on, it's just like when you open up a business, you don't put yourself on the hole for a hundred grand just for no reason. I know, I know, we know that now. That's why I'm hoping we save a few Gen Zers some, you know, pain down the road and give them some common sense on this show. But we don't have to focus too much on uh, student loans because it's pretty self-explanatory. Obviously, another big thing here is number one, eliminating a lot of private insurance for Americans. Now, I know what we've talked about insurance before, but this is basically giving, right? One fifth of the American economy that is so propped up over to the government and making sure that they fit and cater to all our needs. You know, the problem with with group health insurance like this from the government is I guess some old people may say Medicaid works pretty well, but you want to eliminate every American's private insurance. You want like 
you know, like how, how well, what I'm trying to say is one fifth of our American economy is all insurance, right? Maybe health insurance yeah. just in itself. So and that's wrong. Yeah. How is that going to work? That's fascism. Like, you know, it's like, we're going to put you all out of business because we want Medicare for all and a total government Ponzi scheme when it comes to health insurance. Well, I mean, God, you hate to say this, but well, I'm, I'm not going to hate but, to but say see, this. But see, it leads me to my next point because the reason why they're doing this is because they are going to ensure health insurance coverage for illegal aliens. Yeah, that, that's what they want because they want the votes. Exactly. It's, it's simple. They want the votes. And how do you get those types of votes? Yeah, you get those, uh, I don't want to say white backs, but whatever you want to call them, that, that, that's, what, that's what happens. You know, it, it's not a secret. Everybody knows it's, this is how it's done. Now, now, now here's, here's something that I'm reading here on this list, right? That should make everybody laugh and just, you know, like, here's the deal. Or cry. Yeah, laugh or cry, but it's like, okay, so one of the things on this list is taxpayers fund abortions for biological men who believe they are women. So you'll be taxed because somebody thinks they can get knocked up and get pregnant and have a right to it. So Julian Castro himself said, a trans female is poor doesn't mean they shouldn't have the right to exercise that right to choose. You don't have a uterus. You don't have a vagina. You know what's crazy? What are you doing? <laughs> like, no, 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 but check this out. Uh, this just popped in my head. Uh, and this, this might be extremely scary. But All of this is scary is what I'm saying. No, but, but think about this. What if a trans dude or what if just a dude gets a girl pregnant and he doesn't want to be responsible and take care of the kid. So he's trying to force her to get an abortion. So all he has to do is, oh, I'm trans and, I, and I, I'm the woman and, and, and she's this and that. I want the abortion and force her into an abortion because he's a trans woman now. Yeah. Seriously, that's, that's a legal way to go around it is to make that argument. Yeah. <laughs> she is carrying that female's baby and she and he wants that abortion. That could be done. And how funny would it be if the guy just shows up? It's just some guy. He's like, "No, I'm a woman. I, I filled out my paperwork." And he doesn't even yeah, have to transition. Don't even have to transition. Just, I'm a woman. There yeah. you go. He's trans. He's wearing a dress and high heels, and he's taking hormones, and he wants that lady to get an abortion because Beto says it's all right, or whatever Julio said, whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? And if the death culture wasn't enough with that, here's the thing. Even when you're dead, Sanders is proposing a death tax of 77%. A death tax of 77%. So even when you die, you're going to bankrupt your family. You know what I mean? No, but, see, but that's why, see, but that actually happened. See, and the reason why Bernie Sanders has these ideas is because it was done before. But in the old days, blacks went through a 100% death tax. So everything, when a black person passed away and they had money, it all went to the government. That's just how it was. I mean, that's what, that's what the IRS did. They, you know. So what a better option here would be to just basically, like when you die in your will, just disclose to your you family members, like where you buried your money and everything. Just have them go after it. I'm serious. Like. Think about the because here's the thing. I remember when my mom passed away and my dad had to deal with lawyers and everything. He was fine, right? Uh -huh. It sounds like a lot of work. I think it would just be like I'm, I'm making a joke out of it, also. But it's like if I die, it's just like, dude, take the house, take everything. Like I'll show you how to get to all my stuff, and you just do with it what you will. Don't give it to Uncle Sam. Whatever you do, don't give it to. Him. <laughs> no, but it's the truth. You don't want to give it to Uncle Sam. It's not right. It's not fair. But you know, what are you going to do? You know what I mean? Like most people don't have the smarts to hide their money. And uh, gosh darn, I mean, things like this just really pissed me off. But, uh, but Bernie Sanders knows exactly what he's doing. He knows exactly what he's doing by making those proposals. Because like, there's this fantasy, like, oh yeah, you know, the highest tax rate in the 50s was like 90 something percent. And that's not true. That only applied to blacks. It didn't apply to white people. They, that's, they taxed the, the black people like that. They didn't tax anybody else that way. 
Because come on, no one in their right mind is going to be taxed at 90%. But because blacks were going through what they were going through in the 50s, what are they going to do? You know what I mean? Like, you know, it's just how it goes. So, yeah, all these guys are so full of crap. It's not even funny. But but these are outlandish. None of this stuff makes sense. It's it's almost like me coming out and saying everybody needs to just give me money just because I feel like it. Like you know, it's, it's, it's... <laughs> but but that's the perfect way of saying it. That's literally what's hey, going on. I'm stealing from you, and I'm gonna make sure it's legal for me, but not legal for you. That's what it is. No, but see, but that's the. I mean, ah, gosh, darn, I mean, but think about that. They That's steal your exactly money. what's happening. They steal your money, they steal your speech, they steal your right to protect yourself, and they steal your baby when it's still in the womb. Uh, no, but but that's it, but think about what AOC. That's why I want everybody to focus on because I know everybody is hyper focused on AOC, but there's a reason for it because in look at years. Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris did what she did because she needed that money. And she needed it from the AOC wing of the party. She didn't need it from Pelosi because Pelosi, they want Joe Biden. You know, the establishment wants Joe Biden. And, and I remember Dianne Feinstein was like, she reprimanded Kamala Harris a long time ago about not prosecuting the MS-13, you know, the illegal immigrants from MS-13. She, Because uh, believe it or not, like... Um, out of all, you know, because here, here's my thing, and, I, and I'll say, because like being an ultra conservative, um, I'm probably more conservative than most Christians. Um, but being an ultra conservative, I give a lot of respect to Dianne Feinstein because she honestly understands a lot. And as much as she could be for war, she really isn't like a war hawk, like most war hawks are. I mean, she's a war hawk, don't get me wrong. But she's not like a war hawk like Dick Cheney. You know what I mean? Because, dude, that dude loves war. <laughs> that he guy bankrolls. It. He makes money. He bankrolls war is what works. That's, that's when he gets his biggest payday is when there's a war going on. Yeah. So, so, and, here's, and that's why Kamala Harris will not win. But that's why we got to pay very close attention to what AOC is saying because – that lady is effing dangerous. And I swear to God, if I believed in the devil or something like that, she would have to be it. I think she would be the perfect devil because she ain't ugly. You know what I mean? She ain't, she ain't fat. She, she's, she's, you know, I mean, she's ugly, but, but for politicians, she's good looking. Like if you just take out all the beautiful people in the world and just focus on the politicians, she's probably the best looking politician out there besides Tulsi Gabbard. I know. I was going to say Tulsi's like, man. Yeah. So <laughs> between know? those two, yeah, you but know, Tulsi you has get... common sense though. Tulsi's moderate enough where it's like, all right, I get it. You're still a little bit of a socialist, but yeah, I see what you're saying. And here's no, the but thing. See, but I, I believe man, like if there was a devil, that's how the devil's going to be. But see, but you're, you're absolutely right. And you're saying something that is like out of the Bible because people think the devil saw monster and everything. No, he's called the deceiver and the temptress. He's not going to show up like something that would basically dissuade you from doing his bidding. He's going to manifest himself as something attractive, something that will tempt yeah, you. Like, I don't want to say all the Christians, but you always like the Christians. That's what they say. He smells like sulfur because I remember Hugo Chavez. <laughs> then clearly these people ain't cracked open their Bible. Like, well, no, no, but you know, Hugo Chavez, right? The, the, yeah, of course. The guy that died, that former yeah. president of Venezuela. When or he went Venezuela, and he was talking crazy at the UN in New York about Bush. Oh, he's saying something. He called him the devil. I smell the sulfur. I still smell the sulfur here at the podium. And I'm thinking, see, this is insane. You know, this is why we don't need to be a part of the UN. We let the fucking dude calling our president the devil and saying but that's what christian people believe i don't know not you but most christians they believe like he's red with the horns and the pitchfork and and smells like sulfur you know but that that like maybe it's just a venezuelan thing i don't know but but come on the venezuelan president said that about our president and that's what christians believe like there's going to be the stench 
of sulfur. And I'm like, nah, man, it's going to probably smell nice like AOC because you're not even going to know that's the devil. Exactly. That's why, I mean, I really- You will deceive everybody. What? Yeah, it has to be. Yeah. It has to be. Well, I, that's why I like that movie, uh, the TV show Lucifer. There's a TV show called Lucifer, and oh, literally, yeah. Lucifer is like a really handsome dude. <laughs> yeah, that's actually okay. So here's the thing, based off of what you said, even though I don't watch that TV show, I don't know anything. No, it's what you say. No, but what you say is biblically sound. It's not untrue. I don't know where people get this whole aspect of the devil's got horns and he's red. He's got a pitchfork and, and breathes fire. Like, <laughs> no, he was the best <laughs> angel that was cast out of heaven. He was the he was the best. He was like the best looking, you know, the most powerful. Thought he was God and God cast him out of heaven with a third of his angels. Like that's that's the devil. It's not some monster. Yeah, one third. That's one third of God's angels in heaven went See, with them. I'm telling you, everything's mathematically. See, but that's the other thing too. Like, I still don't understand how they got seven thousand. The Earth is seven thousand years old when it clearly, clearly states in Genesis that it's not seven thousand years old, and we're talking billions of years. Well, we can talk more about that. I don't want to get into creation. There, there, there's ways. Okay, okay. Well, back back to the thing before we go on another <laughs> rabbit hole. Decriminalizing, obviously, illegal border crossings is another thing. And this is every single Democrat in favor of this, as well as ending deportations as a whole of all illegal immigrants, including the ones that have been found guilty, I think, of a violent crime, except for Joe Biden. Joe Biden did say, he's like, no, if they committed a violent crime, I'd deport them. Yeah, but yeah, nobody exactly. else will. Well, see, but that's why Feinstein, like the establishment wants Biden, but when you got the media against you. He's not, he's not as extreme. You see, I hate to say this, but given the choice of Biden or some of these other yahoos, I'd still take Biden. Like just because, yeah, of course. you know, it's, I mean, I can't see Julian Castro or Kamala no, Harris. Look, everybody else. I mean, oh man, I mean, you, you hate to, because I, I, well, you know, look, I'm fascinated with the Bible. It's just a fact, man. I can't stop thinking about it. Uh, but I, yeah, I, you know, like any candidate is going to go to war. Any 20 of those candidates will go to war with the exception of Tulsi Gabbard. I think she's the only person who's going to take a serious look and say, hey, look, no, guys. And the only one that has actually really seen it from firsthand experience. Yeah, no, but see, but, but here's the thing. Tulsi Gabbard's way of doing business will create war eventually. Because without sanctions, because look, Iran is, you know, oh God, like the, uh, what they're doing, they're really trying to make a bomb. They really are. Everybody knows it. It's not a secret. And like Russia's trying to tell them, hey, you know, don't because you know trump is gonna do something we just don't know what and, and the bottom line is i i you know I, I don't know it's like i just believe trump has there has to be something special about that guy there just is because his policies everybody People keeps saying how said, war, but he's gonna prevent war he's prevent not just my not just some of my family members but gene ho when i spoke to him he believes a hundred percent, because this guy was with Trump since the beginning. That it was divine intervention, truly. It has to. I mean, I, I mean, but that's the thing. It's like uh, I hate to say things I can't prove, but I don't know. I mean, when you look at, because look at like I really like Tulsi Gabbard. I really do, but her policies are wrong. Yeah. You have to see because here's the I thing. I thought for uh, for a long time she was a closeted conservative. With a lot of the, if you, if I knew nothing else, maybe not the socialist parts, but you know, the aspects of war, the composure, being able to explain things. I'm like, oh, you seem. Well, she's Hawaiian. Like she's kind of reminds me of those, uh, of those Samoans. I grew well, up she with is Samoan. I think she is Samoan. No, but she's a little, I mean, God, how many, uh, I don't know how many Samoans are listening out there, but not to offend any Samoans, but you guys know I'm right. Samoan people are very superstitious. You know what I mean? So with those superstitions, you can kind of see it in Tulsi Gabbard. A lot of what Tul Tulsi Gabbard says is based on superstitions and not 
really like what? Well, what has she said that's kind of like eh? well like like what she believes about war like she's right about no war but when you cut off somebody's money they're not going to go to war because why they're broke broke people don't go to war and broke people will kill but they don't go to war you know what i mean like there's a difference from going to war and and killing a guy you know eh, like they, I wish I wish Andrew Yang, one of Andrew Yang's uh, stuff was up here because I think it's crazy, but at least it's not. <laughs> I, mean, I, I still don't think UBI is a good idea because you're just going to have every American over 18 <sighs> buying prostitutes like that's just how it works. No, I mean, but the thing, but not, not only that, but it's going to encourage prostitution. It's going to encourage all kinds of bad decisions because guess what? When you lose your, because this is the thing I was about literally just listening to the radio, and some guy who had won the local lottery, like uh-huh. literally went out and bought cocaine because he just didn't know what to do with his money. And I'm like, I have been saying this for months. That's just what people do when they're given free money. They do one of three things: they gamble, they go buy drugs, or they go buy hookers. It's yeah, just well, how it works. But but here's the 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 dangerous aspect of Andrew Yang's UBI. Because in business, everybody knows this. And, and Trump says it himself, like, because Trump lost billions. He admits it. If you watch The Apprentice, in the beginning of The Apprentice, it, yeah. it's like, I made billions and I lost it all, but I came back and, and I'm a billionaire again. So, but here's the thing if Trump, well, not just Trump, but anybody, when people lose money and they are more cautious and more thoughtful on the way back to the top. Yes. Because if you, like, I'm going to use the bakery to me because that's Andrew Yang, he uses the bakery. So, you know, with Andrew Yang's system, in 10 months, you could save $15,000, right? And start a bakery. So if you're unsuccessful and you lost a bakery, well, guess what? All you got to do is wait 10 more months, save another 15000 and start another business. And that guy's going to fail again because he's going to learn nothing. Why? Because that's not his money. Right. And that's the thing. When you get capital and you invest it and you lose it, that's how you learn because you learn more from defeats than just winning all the time. Absolutely. And every I, I can say this for a fact that I've learned now. Every successful person who's done well in business or whatever, I guarantee you has had setbacks. All of them. Nobody's ever to. had. Yeah, you have to. It's just, it's just how it works. You've lost now, money at some point. You but here's have. why you have to, because nobody's born. And, and, that, and God, it's so amazing how this is said on the Bible. But nobody is born with knowledge. Nobody. Literally, no one is born with any knowledge. Even Adam and Eve didn't even have any knowledge. <laughs> it's the truth. They didn't have any. That's why they ate from the, tr- you know, they were tricked into eating that fruit from the tree. Because, they, you know, they wanted it. <laughs> but, you know, I, I mean, I still don't really understand why they couldn't. But, you know, either way. Yeah, but see, but I think that that also, I didn't want to get into it, but this is like rabbit hole time. But see, but even that story of Adam and Eve is a precursor to why Jesus needed to come. Because I think Jesus kind of explains all of the wisdom that Adam and Eve couldn't understand or comprehend. You know what I mean? Like, they just couldn't get it because, you know what I mean? Like, oh man, like, like when you really start breaking down the Adam and Eve story, they were born with no wisdom, no knowledge. Well, yeah, you were new. You didn't, and they oh, never yeah, had, to, they, they didn't have point. to work either. It was a different thing. No, but people honestly believe, like Andrew Yang really believes people have knowledge and skills. So just give them money. They're going to be successful. That's not how it works. You need to fail in order to gain wisdom. That's and, right. and if you don't, lo- okay. So when you get your own capital, you work for it. You work hard for it. And you know how hard it was to work for that. You know, like you worked all of these things. You've done things that you probably shouldn't have done. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people, you know, and, and I hate to say things like this, but a lot of successful business people I know, you know, they, they played around in the gray area. 
And so they know how hard it was to not go to prison. You know what I mean? Because they were living in the gray area and they will never go back to that gray area because they know how hard it was in there. And you take that away from somebody, holy crap, we're going to have the Wild West because it's totally funded. It's a free for all and you can do whatever the hell you want. Why? Because there's no consequences anymore. Well, guaranteed to do all these things. And, and when somebody fails, guess what's going to happen? They're going to blame the successful guy for cheating. Well, I was just going to say this. I was literally just going to say people have bad perceptions of the people who end up becoming successful then and blaming it on the rich and saying, like, that's why you got all these people, all these drones that are just like, tax the wealthy, tax the wealthy, tax the wealthy. The guy makes more money. I told Kim Iverson this to her face. I'm like, they make more money because they bring more value to other people. They create jobs for people. And also, here's the thing that is mathematically irrefutable. People move out of the wealthy, the so-called wealthy, every single day because they always say the things like people who are rich were born rich people who are and no did That's you know that 80 percent of so-called rich people say a million dollar net worth or more are all first generation rich they did that themselves because so where did the inheritance come from and you've got more rich people today not just by literally by um ratio of population as then then you had back you know, 50 years ago. So it's not like everybody from that were, that was rich came from a rich family. It's, it's, you made it happen. Yep. And, and the thing is, this is all socialist type thinking because they want to equal everybody and they want people to not feel like they're unique and they're worth something. So it's all part of the brainwashing of it. If you're a socialist, it's because guess what? Maybe you got conned by the academic system into thinking that you would never amount to anything because what do they do? It's all this stuff that's standardized. It doesn't work for everyone. There are people that see sometimes a lot of people say, I'm grateful I flunked out of school because I had no choice. I, I just I couldn't <laughs> was not compatible with the school system and I went and made something of myself. Just didn't work. Some people just can't I I'm convinced at this point that it's just not for everybody. Some people absolutely cannot learn in a classroom. They can't. Yeah. Hyperactive. It's like put him out in the field and see what he does or throw him into a, a sports team and see what he does. A lot of these athletes that do well, they, they, they struggle to maintain their grades, but they're flying on the basketball court. Right. So it's like, take that approach. And that's life. a real commodity. Yes. It, it, it is as sad as it might sound, but that's a real commodity. Oh God. Like I was listening uh, to why Kevin Durant didn't want to stay with the Golden State Warriors. He was literally, one of the things he said was he didn't like the way the fans were treating him because he wasn't, he wanted to be the biggest star, but you know, everybody loves Steph Curry because, you know, I mean, it's hard to not like Steph Curry because look at him, you know, he has his little ministry thing going on at like, but nobody knows, but the thing is, the people that go to the Oakland games, they know because that's why they go, a lot of them. So it's hard to compete against the dude who's humble <laughs> yeah. because the humble dude is always going to get more attention than, than the loud, boisterous dude. You know what I mean? So that's why, like, Under Armour, success is all because of Steph Curry because he's, like, a wholesome dude. He doesn't yeah. cheat on his wife. I mean, shit, he, that might be the only chick he... And people, people, never been with. people make fun of him and his wife for that. Dude, I know, man. No, like, I'm, I'm not going to lie. It's it, the black community I've seen, like, just on the internet, just, like, makes fun of him for that. It's like, oh, you're so giddy with your wife, Aisha, and all this. Stuff. It's like, come on. It, yeah, it makes but, it work. But then they got three kids, and, I'm, you know, I'm thinking, shit, that's the way to do it, man. Like, he's a good example, but he's not held up as an example because – I think, well, I mean, because like, look, he's a Christian dude, but then he also says the earth is flat and all kinds of crazy <laughs> stuff, but you know what I mean? But that's the thing, but you can't knock the dude for, for believing what he believes and trying to be a good person. I just think his pastor is probably misguiding him in a lot of things that make turns people off to uh, Christianity. Well, okay, so here's the thing about that you need to understand about Christianity and the mainstream it's acceptable up to a point and you need to re people need to really understand this because here's the thing 
saying you're a Christian and you like believe in God and everything is actually celebrated in this country. You're like, oh, well, God bless you. That's awesome. But Christianity is only acceptable up to a point in which once you start getting into the nitty gritties of it, where it's just like, yo, you just. Oh, no, he doesn't believe we went to the moon. (laughs) That's what he doesn't believe. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But when you start really speaking the truth from the word that it's going to offend people talking about effeminates or sodomites or whatnot. That is when people are like, okay, let's not give Stephen Curry the microphone anymore. He's going to keep preaching this stuff. See what I mean? Christianity is only acceptable up to a point where it's like, oh, I gave you a good wife where, you know, I I married my wife, got a happy marriage, happy kids. Like that looks good on paper, but Christianity, it's like the true breadth of it is not glamorous. It's like, you know, it's, it, and, and don't expect the world to be accepting of it. As a matter of fact, expect the world to persecute you. That's just how it works. Yeah, no, but, it, but it's, tr- but it is kind of true because Oprah technically by her words is a Christian. That's what she says. But we know if she's promoting this false doctrine of there's multiple ways to heaven and there's different ways to get to God. It's like, Oprah, I don't know what you're saying. Like, you know, on the one hand, you so so here's the thing that people don't get, right? Because Oprah on the surface looks good, dude. She gives away a lot of stuff and it makes her happy. People go, wow, Oprah's such a good person. She gave us a car and a free TV. You know, the whole you get a shirt, you get a car thing that yeah. comes from Oprah. You get a car and you, you get, get a, a car. car, you get a car. That's an Oprah thing. And for American materialism and consumerism, she's the queen of it. And people are like, oh my gosh, what a generous woman. You know, it actually makes Oprah more money when she gives things away. But anyways, yeah. what I'm trying to say is, yes, to be a Christian, you have that giving, that charitable attitude, but it's more fine print than that. That's virtue signaling. Don't you guys realize yeah. that that's virtue signaling? How about all the things you do when nobody's looking and nobody's celebrating your name? Oprah is what I like to call a, Oh, everybody celebrate me. Here's an episode of my favorite things. Uh, you know, and, and that's how, oh, that's Oprah. Yep. But that is not what we are called to do. So when she says, oh, well, I'm a Christian. Yeah, because it's popular to say that. In America, Christian in name only, like we've talked about, is still popular. But when you take a deep dive and you really practice what you preach, you're going to find that not a lot of people are going to welcome you along the way. And that's just how it works. That's the point I need to drive home. Oprah no, and, and is the best like, example you know, of that. I found out about Steph Curry's ministry <laughs> was because after a basketball game, uh, you know, there were, you know, the, the TV reporters were still there. And then there was uh, just a group of people just there. And then, you know, one of the reporters goes, what are those guys doing there? And then they go, oh, well, you know, that's just, you know, Steph Curry has this thing with the, with the young men in, in the area. and and they have some kind of like prayer group or something. And then they go, oh, that's not bad. You don't need to make it sound bad. At least they're getting off the streets. And then they go, oh, no, no, I'm not saying it's bad. It's just, you know, we got to be quiet, I guess. I don't know. You know, like they were out. It was just a weird thing. And I'm thinking, huh, interesting. Like these guys should be saying, hey, that's a good thing. Because, you know, a lot of these dudes in Oakland, they don't have dads. And to get some kind of spiritual guidance is, is, is a good thing. You know, I mean, oh, yeah. God, it's not a Muslim dude doing this. But, you know, I guess it was him and Draymond Green. They, uh, that's what they do. Like, they just go around and, and, and it's kind of like a church thing. But anyway, yeah, but nobody knows about this except for the dudes out in Oakland. So if you're like a, a, a fatherless kid in Oakland, you get to go to church after the basketball games. And then they, some minister dude comes in there and preaches to the kids, and then they do silent prayer and stuff. I don't even know what silent <laughs> prayer is, but, you know, whatever that means, that's what they were doing. Anyways, yeah, one thing that I want to say before we start wrapping it up here is those are some of the crazy policies that are being pushed by some of our 2020 Democrat candidates. Now, again, I don't want to be arrogant and just be like yeah trump's gonna win no matter what i'm pretty confident he will but there's always just that i don't know i don't want to get overconfident here all of their policies are all anti-christian though yeah of course they are that's the crazy thing because even though tulsi gabbard seems really cool but her policies will eventually lead to war because you just don't placate people who want to kill you that's that's the thing it's like uh and I'm only saying this because like, I'm really fascinated with the Bible, but I'm convinced 
about the strength and not using it. But the threat of using it should always be like, you know, should always be set out there. And I think that's what, because that's what Jesus was saying, like almost every, because he was the most powerful man, but he always held back. And uh, you know what I mean? Uh, but he had to hold back because he had to die. I mean, he had to die. That was yeah. part of the thing. Like he had to God. die. Da, 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 da. And because I was the ultimate sacrifice, I guess, uh, from God. Like, hey, I gave you my own son and killed him. <laughs> you know what I mean? But in theory, he's still alive. But no, so no, it makes God. you wonder, was it really a sacrifice? But, you know, Jesus did go through a lot. And uh, but anyway, so. And he had all that strength and power and he used it, but never to really hurt somebody. You know what I mean? And, but everybody still feared and respected that kind of power. And I think that's what Trump is trying to do. You know what I mean? Like, hey, he doesn't want to use it because he said to himself, like, I don't want to kill 150 people. I just don't. And, uh, you know. And he goes, most Iranians I know are good people. And they are, like, if you go travel around the world, look, all of these people individually are hella cool. Even in small groups of four or five, they're hella cool. But when you get them to, like, 50, then you start getting nervous. You know what I mean? Because it's just, oh, man, like, and, and even with the most coolest people I know, like, I remember there was this fight, and then, like, you know, it was between, like, a, like, you know, two Samoans versus like two Mexican dudes or something like that. And dude, like almost every Samoan, even the corns were just freaking out, man. And they were ready to go to war. And I'm thinking, holy shit, man. Like they're all pissed. <laughs> but that's the point when you get around, and, and, you know, I don't mean to offend any Samoans or Tongans or whoever, but when you get around superstitious people, who honestly don't understand what real Christianity is about, dude, they're dangerous. I don't even care who it is. They get all crazy. And because like every small one I know, they're all Christian, but I think they're superstitious type of Christians. You know what I mean? And because of it, man, they, they can fight and they all get ramped up like a pit bull, you know, just ready to go. So anyway, but to bring it back to this topic, from what I see, every single one of these Democrats are all anti-Christian. Almost everything they say, well, not almost, everything they say and do and advocate for, even Tulsi Gabbard, you know, because she is like the devil type, very charismatic, very pretty. She says the right things, but the road to hell is paid with good intentions. And that's Tulsi Gabbard or everybody else, I guess it is fire and brimstone and you can smell the sulfur <laughs> but but so i could see why people believe you know but it's true like i can't so, help but laugh when i hear that like just i can imagine hugo chavez taking yeah, the dude, podium after that. that i smell sulfur and brimstone that's i funny. still smell the sulfur from where he stood i'm thinking <laughs> holy shit i can't believe he said that that's but he said that i'm yeah, thinking but, but like i know that's that's serious matters but that's that's still funny like if somebody <laughs> said that at a comedy act and the devil had just walked that that i would laugh like <laughs> yeah but he was serious oh, but anyway but that's my point but maybe i mean because some devils are just real obvious but yeah. some but but maybe those are demons but then the devil you you can't you don't know who he is because he's going to be like tulsi gabbard and it's just a reality and and the stuff she really is preaching is evil and it's just a reality. But when you listen to Trump, like, man, because I wish we had more time. But what he said, he was setting it up too. But you know why he was going after San Francisco? Because there was a 9% jump in, in the ratings. Because right now, Kamala Harris is tied with, with uh, Elizabeth Warren. And Trump just went after San Francisco saying how dirty it was and, and, and just, just how poorly ran it is. And and he was like, look, the government's not set up to do things like that, but maybe we need to step in, you know, but, you know, I, but here's my thing. Uh, the day a candidate says, look, I'll give you reparations in exchange for all social services. Once we establish, you know, a safety net for the mentally ill and the, you know, the retarded, 
then I'll be like, that's the guy that we need to vote for. Because that's what we need to do. We need to get rid of these homeless people. Trump is right. There, the homelessness wasn't like it is now. It just wasn't. Mm-hmm. Once these hospitals started to close, then you saw an increase of the homelessness. Now then everybody, I mean, I, the one thing I don't understand is when it became cool to be crazy. Everybody's mentally ill. Everybody's on some, some kind of antipsychotic. And, and that's what everybody's saying. Like all of these candidates is just craziness after craziness after craziness. Why? Because everybody believes it's cool to be crazy. Everybody believes it's cool to worship the devil. Mm-hmm. Dude, it's more popular to, to worship the devil or some kind of demon than it is to, to be a real Christian. Yeah, That's why everybody bastardizes Christianity because they don't want to be, oh, I'm not the Christian guy. Oh, I'm not a real, I'm not like the, my grandfather. Bitch, you better be like your granddad. That's why the America was great back then. Yeah. It's a shithole now. Well, in San Francisco it is. I don't know about the rest of the country, but it's a shithole here. Why? Because this is like, you, you, ah, man, like I, if I saw a Christian here, I'd be shocked. <laughs> I'd be shocked. It's the truth. And even though we, we witness miracles here, but I don't know. I mean, I still haven't seen any real Christians. It's just how it works. Nobody, yeah, just nobody out here. Everything is just, the devil's playing yeah. around. This is San Francisco. No, but we do have to wrap it up, though. But that's a good place to kind of end it there, yeah, guys. Yo, but pay attention to these 2020 candidates because they're going to be ramping it up as this year closes. Like, gosh, I can't believe we're already in the month of July. But uh, for those of you who are celebrating 4th of July, have a good holiday. We'll see you guys all soon. Take oh, care. Oh, yeah, 4th of July is coming up. That's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs>